Welcome back to Bravo and Blaze with Jenny Blaze. We are reviewing maybe my all-time favorite reality show that I've ever watched, The Traders, season two, streaming on Peacock. We're going to cover episode eight, Knives at Dawn. Let's go. As I mentioned, this is a review of season two, episode eight, Knives at Dawn, and we will be giving away spoilers because this review is intended for anyone looking for thoughts after watching the latest episode with a mix of additional media coverage from ancillary podcasts and social media. Just as a disclaimer, this is for entertainment purposes only. We do not condone toxic behavior of any kind. Be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Before we walk through the episode, I'm going to go through all the media activity that's taken place since the last episode. First, Peacock announced there will be a third season of The Traders, and I can't wait. I'm so hyped. I'm so hyped. I got lots of thoughts on season three casting. I actually just did a Patreon episode with some of my theories on season three casting and also what my strategy would be if I went on the traders or what I think others should do at least that's on Patreon. I'll put a link in the show notes. As far as podcasts go this week, we only had one. We're losing them guys. Dan Geesling is down. Johnny bananas is down. We got Tamara judge and talking traders left. And what I've done for you guys is if you're interested in going to all of these ancillary podcast episodes, on the traders, I have a Spotify playlist that I will put a link to in the show notes. So this week on Talking Traders with Tamara, we have Janelle. I don't know if Janelle's her co-host or guest, but she was on again. And they also had Ekin Sue. They talked about their New York City press tour that happened last week. And a few people weren't in attendance. Deontay, Marcus, Larsa, Peppermint, and Tamara were not there. And now I'm starting to think, I wonder if Marcus and Larsa weren't there because of their little breakup situation. I know the press tour was like, wasn't it right after the reunion filming for Miami? I'll have to double check on that. But they also said Phaedra was in and out. The rest of them were there for two nights and they mostly just worked on social media content, I guess. So Ekin Sue. Ekin Sue gave us some updates. At the time, she couldn't say. This is before the announcement that she's joining Celebrity Big Brother in the UK. Um, I don't know all the details of what's going on with her boyfriend. I just was recording with Ryan Bailey and apparently David, is that his name? I don't know. But her boyfriend apparently like cheated on her. They broke up once before, but there's rumors that he cheated on her. They're broken up now. Now she's going on Celebrity Big Brother, I guess. Ekin Sue said she definitely watched the traders before she went on, but she didn't know any of the Americans. Americans, I said that weird. So one thing I thought was interesting, Ekin Sue mentioned how they all text each other after filming of the show as like emotional support. And I really need to know what goes down during production. Like, do they really mess with their heads? Is there like a psychologist on staff? 
what's going on? Okay, Tamara asks Janelle and Ekansu, who do you think is playing the game best? Janelle says CT. Ekansu then mentions how they saw him in New York City and he was a different person. He was cold. He didn't say hi. And Tamara thought like she was the only one that he doesn't talk to on social media, but apparently he doesn't really talk to anyone. Janelle asked Trishel for CT's number and Trishel said CT doesn't want her to give his number out to anyone. <laughs> I wonder why. It's kind of crazy. Not crazy, but I wonder why. Uh, they played Mary Shag Kill with Dan, Bananas, and Peter. Janelle said she would marry Peter and kill Dan and Bananas. Ekansu said she wouldn't shag anyone. She would marry Peter and kill Bananas. <laughs> Ekansu also said she wants to be a housewife. And Tamara mentioned, oh, isn't there one in the UK? And Ekansu said that she felt like that was too scripted. Ekansu and Janelle said they would be traitors if they played again. Tamara wants Peter to win. I don't really want Peter to win. So Tamara goes through some of the headlines and how um, Vulture did an article on season three casting and who they would like to see. They had Monica Garcia on the list. Tanya Harding, Prince Harry, Dorinda Medley, Teddy, Portia, and Kenya. And I don't know who I want, but I mean, I could take almost anyone on this show. I just love this show. So I'll take anyone, but give me all the Bravo Lebs. Give me all of them. Everyone from Vanderpump Rules. Give me all the captains from Below Decks, except for Captain Sandy. Um, oh my gosh, Captain Lee should go on. Yes, Captain Lee should go on the traitors, except he might have a hard time with some of the missions. So I don't know how that would work. Egansu drops from the call. Janelle and Tamara continue to recap the episode from last week. I'm not going to recap their recap. Like I said, I'll put a link to the episode in the show notes, and the episode is included in the Trader Spotify playlist that is also in the show notes that I mentioned earlier. Okay, so as far as social media goes, I feel like there wasn't that much activity going on in regards to the traders. However, we got a lot of social media activity between two of my favorite faithfuls, Larsa Pippen and Marcus Jordan, during the Super Bowl, Larsa stopped following Marcus. Marcus proceeds to post cryptic IG stories, taking selfies with his father, who we know was known not to approve of their relationship. Larsa asked in her IG stories if a friend should unfollow their ex. We don't know if it's about Marcus, but also Julia was seen taking a picture with Scottie Pippen. So we don't know if it's about that, but it doesn't even matter anymore because they are now following each other again. And we're seen on Valentine's Day getting flowers together. So now we all think it's staged for publicity. And if that's the case, I'm a little annoyed. But either way, Andy better talk about every single detail of this breakup at the Traders reunion, which is coming up in a few weeks. So let's get to season two, episode eight of the Traders US. The episode description of Knives at Dawn is the Traders find their backs against the wall. A special guest appears during a beastly mission. I don't like that they said beastly. Um, so a recap from last week, Parvati is mad that Peter didn't accept the seduction and wants to take him down, but there's no round table. They have this human sacrifice outside in the woods. 
to see who will be spared from murder. Kevin and Sandra got the shield from the mission earlier, so they were safe and got to start the chain of events that would determine who else got saved. They picked Sheree, I don't know why, um, who then wound up picking Phaedra. Like, oh, <laughs> the wrong person to save. But Phaedra wound up picking CT, hoo-hoo, and then CT picked John instead of Trishel, who was big, big mad. But that left Parvati, Bergie, Trishel, MJ, and Kate up to be murdered. So we start off this episode at breakfast. Sheree and CT come in. CT is so nervous. He spills coffee on Sheree. Sheree thinks it's either Bergie or Trishel. Next comes in Phaedra. She's saying, oh, you can't trust anyone. <laughs> As CT is chatting, he mentions Peter. Phaedra chimes in when he brings up Peter saying, don't be a Sherlock the dick, which is a great strategy on her part. Sandra comes in. She makes it clear in her confessional that she's gunning for poverty because of their history. And I have to say, out of, on this game, you know that I'm used to watching Housewives. Sandra feels like the biggest housewife on this cast out of like above the other, the actual housewives. She has been so petty towards Larsa and now towards Barbie. <laughs> it's hilarious. I, it's so funny. So then we have John coming in. John is safe. He thinks Trishel was murdered. Kevin walks in. Kevin says he wants to see poverty, not poverty, but poverty. Because if she's murdered, then he has no idea who a traitor is. And I'm telling you guys, he might win this game. Him and Sheree, one of them. They might win it together. Peter comes in. And I'm sorry, but Peter makes my traitor's boner flaccid. I am no longer turned on by him at all. At all. However, CT is kind of doing a little something for me. Kate walks in. Kate is so funny. She thought she was going to be murdered, but she's realizing that everyone seems to trust Kate and she doesn't know why they should trust her. They shouldn't trust her because she'd throw any of them in the moat for $10. <laughs> I love her so much. MJ also walks in with Kate. Then we get Parvati, of course. Then we see Trishel. CT is relieved and gives Trishel a hug. He felt bad. You know, if she got murdered, you know, he didn't light her torch. He feels some kind of responsibility. So that leaves Bergie. Bergie was murdered. And I, I predicted this last week. I said, you guys, I went live with Bergie on IG and going off my witchy senses and just how things have been going. That, to me, is a clue that Bergie got kicked off because that's just the pattern that's been happening. If someone gets kicked off, then I start talking to them. It's a weird pattern. I don't know why. As far as I'm concerned with Bergie, I know he obviously didn't win this show, but I feel like he won. His legacy on this show is that he's a beautiful person, and to me, that's a win. I love you, Bergalicious. We see Trishel in her confessional and she breaks down her notes about Phaedra being a traitor. Trishel, I didn't know this, but Trishel plays poker and she mentions Phaedra's eye twitch, which at first I was like, that's silly. But then we see later that there is an eye twitch. <laughs> but Trishel, I just, 
I think she might be MVP of this episode because, well, MJ was really good in a funny way, in an entertaining way. But Trishel is MVP as far as like playing the game because she knows what needs to be done. She's like, Parvati is the two, like is easy. She wants like an easy checkmate by getting Phaedra out so that the next round, there's only one more traitor and it's Parvati. Alan walks in, he does a little speech when he takes the picture of Bergie off the wall and says, let bygones be bygones. He throws the picture, says, bye, gone. I'm just like, savage. So then Alan tells them he has a guest at his holiday home who will help them on their next mission. Cut to side theories in the castle. Trishel thinks, like I said, she thinks it makes more sense to get Phaedra out first. I agree with this strategy. It's a long game. However, I don't, based on watching everyone else play, they're not in the same mindset. It's going to be very difficult to do that. So we see Trishel, Kevin, and Peter talking. Trishel brings up the eye twitch. Kevin goes, yes. Trishel is trying to explain this whole strategy to Peter. And this is where Peter is making me flaccid again because he's not understanding her strategy and it's so good. And he's just like, I don't know. He's like totally lost his mojo in this game. He went from this huge high down to like, now everyone thinks he might be a traitor, which is so hilarious. Trishel's right. She's like, I'm thinking three steps ahead. Peter's thinking one step ahead. So Kevin's like, yeah, I think we're on to something here. So Peter decides he's going to go along with it, even though he's not like fully convinced, but ugh, it's awful. We see Peter go off with Parvati, they're having a little powwow or whatever. And this whole scene was so embarrassing to me for both of them. To use the language of a gamer like Dan Giesling, their hand-to-hand -hand combat is awful. I don't even want to talk about it. The best part of this scene was MJ snooping in the hallway. That's what I loved. But cut to Kate, Sandra, MJ, Trishel, and CT. Kate says she's trying to, Parvati's trying to save her life. And let's not forget that Parvati is a yoga teacher and they are the type who will convince you to stay in hell. And she is not lying about that one. That's actually something that I didn't like about being a yoga teacher when I went through my training, my instructor training. I'm like, I don't like to make people do things that they don't want to do. <gasps> oh my gosh. Kate is so funny. I freaking love her. So we see Phaedra, Cherie, and John. Phaedra throws out Peter's name. She is playing a good game. She is very strategic. Out in the trucks on their way to the mission, Kate thinks this mission is going to be awful and it's raining and she's not wrong. In the other truck, we have Trishel, Parvati, John, and Sandra. Trishel is talking to Parvati and tells her that she's not convinced that Parvati's a traitor, even though she knows she's a traitor but also mentions that she doesn't think Peter thinks that she is either. This is when Trishel throws out Phaedra's name, which is obviously a good strategy. Get the other traitor to throw in the other traitor. She gives out all the info to try to gun for Phaedra, and that's how they left it. So we pull up to this mission. It's a cabin. Dr. Will is there. I don't know who the hell he is. Kate seems to be having PTSD. I don't know why she stayed in that cabin as long as she did, but MJ says off the bat, I'm not going in. I'm like, I'm MJ, okay? 
this Dr. Will guy is like petting wolves. I don't know. It's so weird. It's the creepiest looking man I've ever seen. And they claim he was the most devious big brother player. Who gives out these titles? Because I thought Dan Giesling was the most devious big brother player. Like, hello. I'm getting confused. Like I said, Dr. Will, major creep vibes. He has them all go into the cabin, shuts the door behind them, opens this little peephole thing and says, you know what the best thing about this place is? With a smile on his face, like super creepy. Trying to find your way out. Closes it. So this mission, there is $20,000 worth of gold available. They have 30 minutes. Every person who doesn't escape, their earnings are reduced by $1,000. The safe word is haggis. You had me at haggis, I would have called haggis immediately. Any mission where there's a safe word, I'm going to say the safe word. Sorry, that's just how I play. <laughs> Not trying to have a mental breakdown. So they have to figure out where the instructions are. They have to escape through the tunnels. There's a key to the padlock that opens a closet to the underground escape tunnel. There's golden shields in the tunnels, okay? And they have to escape via the well to get out where Alan is shouting, it's so, oh my gosh, too much. Inside, they give them radios. The radios are for people who stay back in the cabin to give instructions to the people who are in the tunnels. The lights in this cabin are inverse of each other, meaning when the lights are on in the cabin, the lights are off in the tunnel. When the lights are on in the tunnel, the lights are off in the cabin. Didn't know Trishelle won Fear Factor, and she just goes on auto autopilot. She's just like in the game. The tunnels are creepy and gross. People in the cabin are fighting with people in the tunnels because of the lights. Like, we can't save. Ah! It, it's chaotic. Kate bails on the job of controlling the lights and gives it to Kevin because she realizes, how the hell am I going to get out of here at last? Like, this is not for me. So Kevin starts taking over. He has no idea what's going on. They're in a very stressful situation. Something starts getting sprayed on them in through the window into the cabin. Kevin's like, oh, it smells. I don't know what it is. Maggots, spiders, worms are getting dumped on their heads in the tunnels as they're trying to get gold and shields. Like, haggis, haggis. Trishel gets $5,000, like a $5,000 gold coin. While Kevin is trying to hold the light, Nobody's doing. He's got maggots jumping on him. He doesn't. He's so obedient. So obedient. <laughs> MJ, my girl, MJ. MJ freaks out and calls Haggis. Her confessional, the way she talks, she sounds just like Vita. She goes, "I cannot do maggots." When she leaves the cabin, she's like, "That is fucked up," and I totally. Agree with MJ. Phaedra is the next CL haggis. She's like, I'm going to be yelling haggis soon. Dr. Will says, you cost your team $1,000. Like, literally, I would have paid more than that to get out of there. Like, that is no. That's a hell no from me. Haggis all day long. <laughs> so Trishel and CT in the tunnels, they see a shield. And CT 
lets Trishel go for the shield. And he says he feels like he owes her for not lighting her torch. <laughs> I just, I, it's funny to me, but it's also like, it's, it's super endearing. I love it. Peter tells John and Trishel not to let anyone know who has the shield. Sheree is freaking out while she's got bugs dumped on her and is getting sprayed with shit. She like goes for a cover with Kate, who's standing there with like something over her head. Poor Kevin is just taking it and groaning. He's like, <laughs> he is handling the lights on his own. Oh my gosh, poor guy. And Kate just casually, yeah, she's, she's like trying to help Sheree who's freaking out. She's like, you know what? I think I'm that haggis. Because <laughs> I don't think I want to be good at this. Same girl. Me neither. I do not want to do stuff like that. Like there's no reason to do that. I don't want to do that for a game for anything. No. Oh my God. Sheree's just so funny. I need her on like every single season of the streamers. <laughs> Poor Kevin. Everyone has abandoned him. He's completely alone. Says on the radio, someone has to come back and help. CT comes to the rescue and my trader's boner is getting big. Peter gets $5,000. No boner there. John gets out with two pieces of gold. Trish Trishelle says she needs help from CT. CT says, okay, come with me. Ugh, boner. So they all get out. Trishel's like, we need more gold. We didn't get all the gold. Until CT has to go back. CT rips through metal to get more gold. Owner's huge. <gasps> CT's killing me. But the mission's over. They got out in time. They won $15,000 before ladies left. So they lost $4,000. So in the end, they added $11,000 to their grand total. The shield was won. Alan asks if anyone wants to say who it was, and they are silent again. I love this strategy. So we're back in the castle. We got side theories going on. We see Phaedra, Kevin, CT. We see Peter and Parvati. Peter's trying to assure Parvati is safe, and like Peter's just doing way, way too much. <laughs> I need Peter to settle the fuck down. He is unhinged. He is... He was at an all-time high in this game, and he is, like, completely crumbled. It's not a good look. But we have Parvati and John. Okay, so this is Parvati's attempt at trying to convince John that she's not a traitor. She starts crying almost immediately, and he plays along with it, but you can tell he's not buying it at all. I couldn't watch. It was too cringy for me. But the way that they ended it, Parvati thinks John bought it. His face... Oh my God, his face when she was crying. He's like. <laughs> they cut to Phaedra. Phaedra's like busy snacking. She's like, oh, that's good. She's looking around the castle for everyone. Everyone's like dodging her. We see Kate, John, CT, Trishel, Kevin, Sandra. They're all together. Kate calls out how Parvati's trying to fight for her life or whatever. Trishel tries to convince CT and Kate to vote for Phaedra and tells everyone She's going to vote for Phaedra, which is kind of like, that's a ballsy move, but good for her. Kate is confused about Phaedra's name being thrown out there. Phaedra walks in and it's awkward AF. Everyone excuses themselves. Phaedra says things are weird, but she doesn't think her name is going to be brought up. 
I hate that feeling. I hate to see that feeling too. But we go on to the round table. Alan says the prize pot is at $114,500. Harvardy opens up the round table discussion by saying she knows she's acting weird. It's because she feels like she's under attack and she becomes a brick wall when that happens. She mentioned how it was a big mistake to trust Dan because she didn't know he was a traitor, blah, blah, blah. It wasn't that great of a spiel. Trishelle, she's like, I think Trishelle's like, I'm going to step in because she doesn't want people. Actually, Trishelle probably stepped in here because she's like, oh, my God, Parvati, you're such a traitor. So she brings up Phaedra and she breaks it down. She says, guys. I reviewed my notes and I'm going to go through the reasons why I think Phaedra is a traitor by least compelling to most compelling. Number one, at breakfast, she doesn't seem surprised with who's murdered. She has like a non-reaction. Number two, Phaedra's never worried about being murdered at all. And Phaedra says to her, I'm not frantic like you. Number three, she knows, Trishel's convinced that Dan would throw out the traitors' names so that he would look good if he got them out. John steps in. He says to Phaedra, what incentive does Dan have to point out Phaedra? Phaedra said she thinks Dan would protect the traitors and not throw it out there, which is suspect. But she has no choice. What, is, what else is she going to say? Kate... She debunks this. She's like, you know, I played last season. This is where Kate's influence comes into play. She's like, I wish it would have been that easy last season. Kevin. <laughs> Kevin's like, I'd like to point something out. Phaedra, your eye twitches. <laughs> right when she said that, her eye twitch, and I wanted to die. He goes, just curious. Have you grown up with twitches? Kevin. Oh my God. He's so funny. All right. So then CT asked John what he's singing. John says that his intuition tells him that Parvati is a duchess of deception and a mistress of murder. Parvati is floored. She was not expecting that. But John does point out, you know, Dan was a traitor and Parvati was his partner in crime. And that... He also pointed out she didn't plead for her life at the sacrificial ceremony because she knew she wasn't going to be murdered. Peter goes in, starts going in on Phaedra about not having fear like a faithful. Big mistake. Phaedra calls him out. Calls him out how he was trying to make a deal with Parvati and that he can't be trusted. Kate also sticks up for Phaedra, which helps Phaedra. Peter is just so messy. Like I said, he's just, he makes me flaccid. But Peter admits to being cocky and that he was just joking. John's face is like, uh, er. So Kate, she debunks Peter. Peter responds with, why are you defending Phaedra so much? And Kate's like, because. I think it's weird that you've been saying Parvati this whole time. And I love how Kate takes this opportunity to make a dig on Dan. She goes, if he was such a great player, he'd still be here. He's not. That's why he's not here. CT's like, I don't know what to think. So they go to vote. MJ votes Parvati. Phaedra votes Parvati due to the Dan scenario, she explains. Sandra votes Parvati. Says John had valid points. Peter votes for Phaedra. John votes for Parvati with a heavy heart. 
Carvedy votes for Phaedra, says she likes Trish Trishel's points, said she voted for Phaedra because of Trishel's points. Kevin voted for Phaedra because of the twitchy eye. Trishel voted for Phaedra. Sheree voted for Parvati. She said she, it feels like they need to be consistent. <laughs> CT votes for Parvati, says, I can't banish someone who's lit my torch based on a known liar. My traitor boner is fully erect at this point. Kate votes for Parvati, and it's a little bit ironic considering what happens, but Parvati goes into the circle of truth. Parvati obviously is a traitor, says she wanted to play a faithful game, but she's not a faithful. She's a traitor. We know that. I just want to say one thing for the record. I never liked Parvati at all during the show. Not once. She is a villain. Put her on House of Villains. She'd probably be good there. I probably would like her on House of Villains, but I don't like her <laughs> on the traitors. So Phaedra's so cute. She pretends to be shocked that Parvati's a traitor. Kate says it was a good speech. Phaedra's crying. Sandra tells her to stay strong. Sandra is so funny. Again, this is where Sandra is like the housewife, the petty person in this cast. Sandra says despite their history, it's sad to see Parvati go. But now that she's gone, she's going to be queen of the castle. I'm sorry, but that makes me laugh so hard that Sandra. <laughs> okay. Side theories in the castle. Kevin tells MJ he doesn't feel good because of Peter and Parvati. He's not sure if he trusts Peter anymore. <laughs> Something is not sitting right for him. Kevin's so clueless that he wants to target Peter. And I find that so funny because I was just talking to Ryan Bailey about this and how Kevin and Sheree can be they're like because they're kind of clueless they can sway either way when it comes down to banishment and that's something that the rest of the players should use to their advantage <laughs> sandra and phaedra are talking they're like yeah peter has the most traitor behavior <laughs> this is comedy guys so we see Peter and Kate. Peter says he was just playing with Parvati. Kate thinks Peter is a traitor to the faithfuls and he's annoying. She doesn't really want to play with him anymore. <laughs> I think Peter realizes he kind of fucked up. So we see, we go to the turret. Phaedra is the queen of the castle. I love it. She should win the Miss Congeniality Award. Alan tells Phaedra she has to choose someone to recruit or they die. They have an ultimatum. This happened in season one with Ari. So Ari would have been dead, but he decided to be recruited. Alan says they'll meet face to face in the castle dungeon. Phaedra chooses Kate, says she understands the game and can say things that Phaedra can't say. We'll be a murdering duo. We'll be a murdering duo. <laughs> I need to know if they tell Phaedra to do that. That's just, just too funny. So we see Kate. <laughs> Kate's ordered to go to the castle dungeon. She's like, dungeon? This is not good. She's walking down. She's like, no, 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 no. Look at this place. I hate this place. Shit all. Fergus is there. She's like, hi, Fergus. I don't really understand what I did wrong. Will you bring me champagne? Fergus locks the dungeon. She's like, Fergus, what the fuck? 
back. Just like, what is going on? That's how they end that episode. So now we're going to go to postmortem. Obviously, Bergie was murdered. Parvati was banished. Parvati does talk about how hard it is to play the game as a traitor because she has to play two different roles. She has to play the game as a traitor, but pretend she's a faithful, but and also think like a faithful so that she could be a good traitor. It's very exhausting. That's why I don't know if I would be a traitor or not. But she said being a traitor at the round table is very, very stressful. And I believe that. That's why I don't know if I would want to be a traitor. It's like too much work. You have an upper hand, but you have to do a lot. So Kate is so cute. She's like, do you believe I'm back? <laughs> I want to know why. Why did they bring Kate back midseason? Was she busy? Was she like waiting in the background? Like, oh, we need someone in to shake things up. But I love that she doubled down on the yoga teacher claims and how they make you do things you don't want to do. She said Parvati gave her major trader vibes immediately from day one she got to the castle. She said she's very seductive and persuasive and that Parvati is just too good at this game. Kate also loved that Parvati going out felt good for Team Bravo. I think they might kill Peter next if he if they make it through the next banishment. Kate's so funny. She's like, there was a bucket in the dungeon and I'm pretty sure it wasn't for champagne. All right, what are the predictions? The predictions, okay, so they're not gonna have a murder because Kate has been recruited. So the next day at breakfast, they're gonna be like, who got recruited? And this is, this all comes down to Kate and Phaedra's hand-to-hand -hand combat, how they can act in at breakfast. And I wonder if they'll strategize beforehand in the dungeon. I'd like to see that. I think, you know, it's anyone's game at this point. We have we have another mission coming up that could change a lot of things. You never know. And then also, who knows if there's going to be a regular banishment. It could change. So, I don't know. If there is a regular banishment, I think Peter might be the next to go. And then if he doesn't get out, I think he's next to be murdered. But I want to know everyone's predictions. Leave a comment, DM me on Instagram, or leave a comment on a tweet or Instagram post. Don't forget to subscribe and follow on YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts and social media. I'll catch you all next week. Stay lit, fam. Bye.